Good morning. Hi. Great to um, to be with you again this morning, and I hope uh, hope and trust and pray that all is well with you where you are and um, enjoying the changing weather. Uh, wow. You know, this time last week we were frozen, weren't we? And yet this weekend is lovely, and uh, I guess we've been able to get out and get our walks in and and, and the like. Um, and I guess we're all looking forward to sort of more announcements this week and, and hoping and praying that things are, you know, going to be a little bit uphill from here. So let's just pray together, shall we? And, uh, and then we'll, we'll do a few things. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity again, Lord, to be able to be connected online today. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that in all that we do this morning and all that we uh, think about, that, God, that we will just connect with you and know your presence, Lord, know that sense, Lord, of, of you being with us where we are in what we're doing, Lord. And as we know and sense that we're connected to you, that we will know and sense that we are connected to one another, Lord. We love you, God. We think you're amazing. Amen. Great. Well, what I thought actually maybe we could start with this morning is um, perhaps just giving the opportunity to um, offer some um, uh, comments of thanksgiving, some perhaps prayers of thanksgiving, and um, and just maybe to just be able to type them into the feed as we go on. There's always a little bit of a time delay here with between myself saying this and, and you guys being able to type that in. So um, what I think I'm going to do actually is just sort of give you a little bit of opportunity to, to sort of write some thanksgiving, some prayers in there. Uh, and whilst we're doing that, I'm giving you opportunity to do that, that, that um, I'm going to play a song from... Um, um, the um, Soul Survivor Church in, in Watford have kindly sort of uh, made a lot of their um, videos, their worship videos, uh, free and available and downloadable. So um, just going to listen to this beautiful song, Oceans, that um, I know many of us know uh, and love worshipping God through. And, um, and as we're playing this, this song and listening, listening to this song and, 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 and looking to the Lord, just during the context of this song, let me just encourage you just to type in some um, prayers or some thoughts or some statements of thanksgiving to God. Or just a little say something that you feel you've got to say thank you to God for this week that's been going on in your world and that you can just say thanks to God for. Yeah, thanks already Sharon yeah, for the warmth and the wind and the opportunity to sit in the garden. Yeah, isn't that amazing just this week, be able to, this weekend to sit, be able to get outside and enjoy the warm air. So... Yeah, so anybody, anybody else, please just feel free just to type in your prayers or your statements or your thanks of, you know, thank you for getting our first vaccine. Absolutely, Belinda. Isn't that uh, awesome, really? Brilliant. Well, let's just, I'm going to put this song up and please feel free just to be typing in your thanksgivings, your comments of thanksgivings, your thoughts and your prayers. Brilliant.
God thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord for these that Lord you know wherever we go that you know that you are with us Lord thank you God for these prayers of thanksgiving Lord that you just being offered here Lord on our stream 
that you never leave us, you never forsake us, that you provide ways out for us, Lord, when we need them, that your presence is with us, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, you are faithful and merciful, and all so, those and so many more things, Lord, that we are here together today, Lord, yeah, because you are the one who, who brings hope into our lives. Lord, thank you for our friends and our families, yes, thank you, God, and, and for love and support, Lord. We just thank you, God, so much. That, Lord, that so many of these things become possible because of you, God. We love you, God. Let's just pause just for another moment, shall we, and just reflect on some of those thoughts that have been offered to us and, and those thoughts of thanksgiving, those thoughts of how good God is. And this week, you know, if you need some encouragement, you need something from the Lord, let me just encourage you to keep God in the equation. Just keep stretching out that hand to the one who will take hold of your hand, the one who will walk with you and be your strength and be your guide. We love you, God. We love you. And maybe you're someone who's been searching for God, maybe you're somebody who's been looking for this God who's out there, or just looking for something else in life that you haven't yet found. And I just would love to say to you, if that's you today, then, you know, this Jesus that we love and serve, you know, he is the one, he is the answer, he is that. He, not, not, not a religion, not a system, but a person, the person of Jesus. And in that relationship that we find with Jesus, I would say to you that you would find what you're looking for. Okay, well we're going to worship together again a little bit later, in, um, later on in our time together. But I thought I'd just perhaps put the message that I prepared today um, in a little bit earlier in, earlier in our, um, our time together. Uh, and so we're going to think some thoughts together again this morning from the book of Colossians. And I do hope and pray that you're finding this helpful. Um, I did a little bit of a first this week as well. Um, I posted a 60 second reflection on Instagram <laughs> um, around this, uh, this um, out of the book of Colossians. And maybe I'll carry on doing that again this week. I did also put it on the River of Life Facebook feed, but um, really it's a bit more suited to Instagram. So, um, and I'm just loving studying this book. And uh, so I hope and pray that you're finding it helpful as well. So just gonna put up today's thoughts for you. Great. Let's pray, shall we? Um, Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for another opportunity to think some thoughts together. I pray this morning, Lord Jesus, that uh, you would speak to our hearts and, and deliver us from our own thoughts, but let us engage with your heart and with your mind and let our thoughts become your thoughts. In, in, in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Have you ever sort of done something for a long time and then sort of suddenly found that, you know, afterwards that you think, well, actually, my goodness, that was not the best way to do that. Or it was a complete waste of time. <laughs> it's so frustrating, isn't it? You know, um, years ago, um, when I was involved with a church in, uh, in Romford. We, we bought um, this uh, chapel, this old chapel in Upminster. Um, it was a, a grade two listed building. Already you're thinking to yourselves, why on earth did they do that? Um, but it was a grade two listed building and it was semi-derelict. And uh, so um, one occasion, Graham, a friend of mine, Graham, uh, who was part of the team and myself, you know, we had to go and sort of lift the floorboards on this place, you know, we, and we were tasked with doing it. And so we went and, um, 
And Graham had this old sort of fashioned sort of like thing for getting screws out. They were really tough. They were really hard to get out, you know. And and you basically hit it with a hammer and it turned the screws, you know. And um, and you know, sometimes I had to get underneath the floorboards to push them up and stuff, you know. It was a filthy, dirty old job, really hard work. And um and and um anyway, about half the way through the day, you know, where we've been toying at this and probably got about a quarter of the floorboards up. Um, Barry, one of the other guys who worked with this, turned up. Um, he was a guy, you know, he'd been an electrician, he had all these power tools and stuff. And he said, well, why don't you just have a go at getting them screws out with this, you know, this. And we both said, oh, no, that's not going to work. These things are so, it's so tough, you know, they're really hard. You know, we were cracking. He said, well, go on, just humor me, have a go with it, you know. So, so we got his power tool and whoosh, out comes the screw. <laughs> Split seconds. And, you know, we, turned, we got the rest of those, um, those floorboards up in about a, a fra- well, in a fraction of the time, you know, um, with a slightly sort of frustrating, you know, it's, it's annoying, isn't it, you know. And um, and then we hear this famous old story, don't we, of the of the lady who always cuts a always cuts the joint of beef in half before she puts it in the oven uh, or something. And 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 eventually somebody says, "Well, why do you do that? You know, why do you cut it in half?" She said, "Well, my grandma always used to do it." And so they, her grandma's there at dinner and later on, so they say, well, "Grandma, why do you always cut that bit of beef in half before you put it in the oven?" She said, "Oh, because I used to have a really small oven, you know, <laughs> and the bit of beef wouldn't fit in if I didn't." Um, but it just become a tradition without question. And um, it happened. Now, just those thoughts there, because today we're going to think a little bit about tradition and, you know, good and the bad of that and the good, the bad and the ugly, really. So um, let's just let me just share screen and um, remind ourselves of where we got to last week. So um, I suggested the crux of this letter, we've been looking at the book of Colossians and Colossians chapter two, verse eight. um, Paul says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. And I suggested to you last week that the, the heart of the concern that Paul and Timothy had for this church was that elemental spiritual forces are at work in this world. They were created by and for Christ, but have now fallen and are seeking to lead people away from Christ. Two distinct ways that they are doing this are by cultivating human tradition and a sort of uh, false religion that is hyper spiritual, both of which are devoid of Christ. Of course, not saying that all human tradition is wrong. Um, You know, some of it is really, really helpful, but it's where human tradition uh, finds an expression uh, in in a way that is... um, uh, devoid of, of Christ. Um, you know, at the moment we are just about, you know, just started Lent, haven't we? And, um, and Lent, you know, is a season in which, uh, Christians and many Christians around the world, um, use 40 days of preparation up towards Easter. And a lot of people give things up during Easter, during Lent, don't you? And, and I, and I know people that keep Lent as a way of giving things up but they don't really look to Christ in that time. Um, the Lent for them is about a period of self-denial or of self-progress. It's a self-help period uh, with a Christian tag on it. But for others, it's a real period of drawing closer to Christ. It's a season of year in which they focus upon Christ. And, and if, Lent can be about, um, if Lent can be about drawing closer to Christ, go for it. But if all it is is about a bit of self-denial, and a bit of self-improvement, you can do that anytime. Don't call it Christianity, because it's an empty tradition. 
It's tradition that has lost its roots in Christ and has just been a way of doing something that is not leading us towards Christ. And so it's that sort of thing that we're, we're perhaps we're getting at here. So if we read a little bit further on in Colossians, we get to Colossians chapter um, 16. It says, Paul says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regards for a religious festival, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. That's interesting. Three types of things that Paul uh, highlights to them there. Paul and Timothy highlight. One is um, the idea of what you eat or drink. So it's, um, uh, if you like, uh, well, food, consumption. Uh, the other is to do with, with festivals, i.e. the shared life together. And the third has to do with the Sabbath, the individual sort of resting period and perhaps private devotions. And Paul seems to be saying to them, obviously in a Jewish context, in a context there where, where there were some people who were probably saying that um, uh, you had to keep the old Old Testament law to be a proper Christian. And Paul writes to them and says, actually, don't let people enforce that on you because it is no longer necessary. It's not something that you have to do. And, and we noted very briefly last week that the, the mechanism they use to, to enforce that is judgmentalism, an attitude which says that basically if you do not keep these rules, if you do not keep these food rules, these festivals, the Sabbath, you are not a proper Christian. You are not. A, and we get, and, and of course, it, transfer that into the modern period we might not be talking about keeping the old testament law but we certainly replace some of those things with other things so for instance you know if you drink a pint of beer you're not a proper christian or if you eat black pudding you're not a proper christian or if you don't keep christmas or easter you're not a proper christian of course there's nothing wrong with christmas and easter but if it's devoid of christ if it's just an an occasion to make you feel gooey if, Christian, if Christmas doesn't, is not Christ-centered, don't call it a Christian festival, will you? Just call it, a, a, you know, but, but it's, it's about, you know, it's, uh, and then in terms of Sabbath, you know, the idea that we have to keep Sunday special is not rooted in Scripture, really not. If you're going to keep the Sabbath, it was a Saturday anyway, it was never a Sunday. And Sabbath, you know, is, is fulfilled in Christ. Christ is now our rest. And so it's interesting, just those three spheres, isn't it, that, that Paul touches on here. And he says, you know, don't let anybody judge you by the things that you eat, the festivals that you keep or don't keep, and the private disciplines, things like keeping the Sabbath. Don't let people judge you by, by whether or not you keep them, but let them let, let your assessment of life be whether or not those things lead you to Christ, whether you find Christ in those things. Because, you know, being careful with what we eat is important, isn't it? To be part of our Christian journey. Sharing festivals and life together as any community is important and, and meaningful. But do they lead us to Christ? And private disciplines are important. But just, just fasting without leading, focusing on Christ is just making yourself hungry, isn't it? You know? And so Paul takes them to this place and says, you've got to be careful about allowing people to judge you by externalisms, by judging you by these things, by judging you on the basis of human traditions and not traditions that are rooted in a relationship with Christ. 
Now, this is something we could debate all day and really get into. But um, I think that this links with what Jesus talked about in Mark, in Mark um, chapter 7. Now, we don't have time to read the whole passage there. But again, let me just share a little screen with you and, and uh, we can dig into that from there, hopefully. Um, so Jesus in Mark chapter 7, um, he, his disciples basically um, eat some food with unwashed hands. And the Pharisees say, well, look, there's the, tr the tradition of the elders is that you're meant to wash your hands to become ceremonially clean before you're eating. So your, your disciples are not proper believers. Um, so Jesus then sort of challenges that and says, well, you know, you, you know, Isaiah was right about you, that you people are hypocrites and that uh, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Um, and then he goes on to give them an example of what he means by, no, sorry, he then says to them, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men or traditions of humanity. And then he gives them an example, well, basically gives them two spheres of thought to process what he means by human traditions. One is theological and the other is practical. The theological one is one where he talks to them. He says that you say that if you are, he, he talks to them about the sixth commandment. And he says, you know, you say that if um, um, you know, Moses taught us, honor your mother and father. Uh, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But he says, look, but, but he says, but then you say, if a man has, says to his father or mother, whatever you might have received me, is Corbin. Um, and, and that be, that is the tradition of men, you see. So basically they're saying, well, actually, the keeping of the sixth commandment is not really about honouring your mother and father. It's about keeping God happy. And it's, a, it's an act of devotion to God more than it is a matter of respect for your parents. And Jesus says you completely missed the point. You've created a human tradition that is based, I, I think what is behind this, is based in a, in a deficient view of God that says that, that you have to make, you have to keep God happy and that the keeping of the, the laws of scripture or the rules and the commands of scripture is more about keeping God happy than God wanting us to be happy. You see, I think the sixth commandment really is about saying life works better when you all honour each other. And if you will honour your parents, then life's going to be so much sweeter. And we can look at a scripture, a commands and scriptures and principles of scripture again and again and again and appreciate that keeping them is not about just keeping God happy. It's not. But it's about really God saying, I want you to be happy. And the traditions of men that are rooted in a deficient view of God are, um, um, are, 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 are going to be things that are not going to take us to a deeper place with Christ. I've been thinking this week, for instance, about the idea of church and what when Jesus began to teach about church, the first thing that he said to his disciples was, who do you say I am? You see, our view of good of church is shaped by our theology, our view of God. And if we don't understand Christ right, we will never be the sort of church that God wants us to be. Now, I'm going to pick that thought up and run that some other time with that. 
But then the other thought is the is a practical thought, and and that is the idea of when he says to him, you know, you you're saying that you know washing, eating with unclean hands is making you in is making you unclean. He said you're completely missing the point, guys. Really, you're you're missing the point. You know, it's what's happening inside. That's the expression of holiness and purity and and who you truly are. And and he says, you know, it, you know, it's inside that all the rubbish stuff comes out for him. And and. And that's what you've got to address. And Paul, writing a little bit further later on in Colossians, he says to them, you know, the, you know, don't you, you've been running things by according to the basic principles of this world. You know, do not touch, do not taste, do not. And, and he said, you know, the reality is that stuff, that externalism doesn't really deal with what's going on inside. But getting deeper into a relationship with Christ. Discovering the wisdom of Christ, the one in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You know, get into Christ and into that relationship. That's going to shape you inside. And when you get the inside right, everything else starts to be right. Let me stop sharing the screen here, shall I? See, I think that what Jesus is saying here is it, it really touches for us today, doesn't it? Now, we're in a season in which we're able to evaluate, evaluate what we are doing and how we do things. And, you know, we've set ourselves that task this year of, of, of trying to learn the lessons that we can from this season that we can, we've been in that will help us to better express Christ in this world. And, and so, you know, in, in, um, in um, this, um, thinking about what Jesus had to say there, and thinking about the human traditions, it takes us to a place of thinking, what theological positions do we hold that, um, that are just rooted in a deficient humanistic view of God that are not, that are not rooted in the revealed nature of Christ? In Colossians, Paul has said that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. He is the first image. Adam was not the prototype of the expression of the humanity of God. Christ is, you know, in, in, the, in the sense that he expresses to us who, Christ, who God is. I, I mean, I just spent a morning dwelling on that and meditating on that in my quiet time the other week. And, and it's just profound that, isn't it? You know, uh, and so um, theologically, where do we hold theologies? that are not rooted in, the, in a good view of Christ and that then become traditions of human, become human traditions that hold us back from being the fullness of Christ. Now that's just a huge debate and I love, um, in fact, I would love you to feedback to me if you, th if you can think of any theological realms. I can certainly think of it in terms of when we talk about the nature and the character of God some in, in, in some of our doctrine of God stuff that we think about. Um, certainly can think about it in terms of some of the things that we blame God for and, and, and you know, that human tradition seems to have to have a God who controls every aspect of every moment of our lives. Because somehow or another, that's the sort of God that we think we should have, rather than seeing the, the relational God who gives us free will in the scriptures. You know, that's, that would be one one area that I think we could we could touch on that human traditions when they use views about hell to scare the life out of us so that power hungry monarchs can hold the masses to to ransom you know would be another area I would suggest you know um, could really start digging into this but um 
Um, now, of course, you've got to appreciate you can make the scriptures mean anything you want if you're not careful by going down that route. But I do think there are areas to think about. And then also that thing where we, where we declare externalisms as the norm and say you're not a proper Christian if you don't wear a certain type of clothing. Now, some of you, um, I was trying to think about some practicalities of this, really, and thinking, actually, it's, I think we're doing okay these days in many ways about this. But some of you would have grown up in, in church environments where people have said you weren't a proper Christian if your hair was too long <laughs> or your skirt was too short uh, or if you watched telly on a Sunday or if you went to the pictures, you know, or if you were, you know, if you drank a pint of beer or, or whatever it may be. You know, some of you would have grown up where, where your Christianity was judged on the basis of what you did externally rather than the radiance of your relationship with Christ. Of course, all of those things get touched. They, they, they be, you know, we, we do think more about the way that we physically dress. If we're rooted in a relationship with Christ, you know, we, we don't, you know, or or about or about the things that we watch or the, you know, all of those things get impacted by the relationship that we have with Christ, don't we? But they are not the definition of what it means to be a Christian. And Paul, writing to this Colossian church, says, I am worried for you that you're allowing people to define your Christianity on the basis of external things rather than on the basis of your relationship with Christ. Some of those external things might be good, but are you bringing Christ into them? Are you bringing Christ into the festivals that you keep? Are you bringing Christ into the rest periods that you take? Are you bringing Christ into the way that you manage your food and your consumption and the things that you take into your life? Are you allowing Christ into those things? Are they expressions? of Christ. Love to hear from you this week if you can think of practical expressions in relation to some of those things. Um, and you know, as we evaluate ourselves this year, and, and as I've already just touched on this, but in this season of evaluation and thinking about, you know, how, where are we at with all of this? You know, um, it'd be good for us to think about our theologi the theologies that shape us and the things that we do are they really helping us to become more like Christ or are they just, that's what we've called Christianity. Have we called Christianity going to as many meetings as you can and reading Bible as much as you can? Both of those things might be great, but they don't define our Christianity, do they? In according to scripture. Are we making ourselves so busy sometimes that we can't fulfill the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations? Because we've not got time to spend, we haven't got time to spend with our non-Christian friends or to take some time to study the scriptures for ourselves and grow in our own faith. Have we made church so demanding that we can't find Christ in all of it? Some thoughts for the Pats that we want to think on. And I appreciate their radical thoughts, but they are questions. Well, I think that really are demanded of us when we look at the likes of these passages from Colossians. So great. Next week, we'll dig into the next section of Paul's thinking here about um, Paul and Timothy's thinking about what was threatening the Colossian church there. But like I said earlier, I'd love to hear from you if you can think of practical examples. Lord bless you. Speak to you next week. Great, I hope that was helpful. And uh, yeah, we'd really love to hear back from you as well. You know, 
And uh, just going back to that thought right at the beginning about the floorboards and just the, the real concern, the deep concern in all of that really is, is that, you know, when we get caught up with traditions that are not rooted in Christ, that it's just suddenly we wake up to it and we think, oh my goodness, we could have done things so much more efficiently and we could have not wasted all that time. And my heart and my passion is, you know, we're told in the scriptures to redeem the season, to redeem the time, to make the most of every opportunity that we have. And, you know, because the days are, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the time is short and, and, you know, we have, that, we have to make the most, make it count. Hey, that's what we want to do, don't we? We want to make it count. So, yeah. So let's just pray, shall we? And then out of this, we'll just go into a time of worship and just let the Holy Spirit touch your heart as you worship and as you look to God, just let him shape you and form you. And, and you know, so Lord, we thank you. You're a God who wants the best for us and that you are a God who, everything you ask of us, Lord, is about wanting the best for us, Lord. And that, Lord, you know, we want to be those who get in line, who get in sync, who, who come along, you know, into the things that you call us to be, Lord, so that we can be the best reflection of you, Lord Jesus, in this world, that we can truly be your body, Lord, in this world, demonstrating your life and your light. Lord, we want to be all that you've called us to be. We love you, God. We think you're amazing. So let's worship, shall we, in Waymaker. You are here, here in every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, here in every heart. 
that's awesome isn't it thank you lord there is no one like you jesus there is no one lord like you that we can bring praise to lord we just think you're amazing we love you god Well, you might notice that suddenly there's a few more people in the room here with me. <laughs> so I'm here with my bub with in our bubble now. So, um, so Wendy and Jack um, have joined me to um, to break bread for us to break bread together. And um, uh, so um, it's great to have that sense as well that we're doing this together uh, as well this morning. So Jesus said, um, well, well, Jesus instructed us as Paul records in one Corinthians chapter eleven. Um, he said, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he, he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we're going to break bread together in just a moment. And uh, in the breaking of bread, you know, we are um, celebrating the fact that, well, we're remembering the fact, remembering the fact that the body of Jesus was broken for us to give us a new life and a new purpose and a new hope. And, uh, and, and so we reflect on that today. Uh, and so I just want to encourage us just to take a few moments just to, um, to pause and to reflect on our own journey and where we are with Christ or to reflect on the on how much we love him and how much we 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 um we appreciate him and then off the back of that we'll maybe Wendy or Jack will pray for us uh, and then we'll break bread together so brilliant. let's pause for a moment shall we Jack, would you have to pray for us? Lord, thank you for what you've, for sending your son Jesus to give us hope. And thank you for yeah, that hope that we can live and experience today. I just pray for each uh, member of our family of, of people who put our faith in you that we'd be blessed together as we share bread and the juice this morning. Amen. Amen. So let's take the bread, shall we, and remember the body of Christ which was broken for us. Pray for us as we drink and juice together. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you that you sent Jesus. Thank you that that we have a way in to be um, friends with you, to live our lives 
with you, Lord God, with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your blood that was spilled. Thank you that we have that relationship with you. You don't look on our our sin anymore because um, you have paid the price. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Amen. So let's take the wine or the juice and remember the blood of Christ which was shed for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So let's just pray now, shall we? Pray some prayers for things that we, uh, you know, are in, you know, in, it's happening in our world around us. And um, if you've got prayers that you'd like to post on the feed, please feel free to do that as well, won't you? And um, and we do pick them up and pray them in our prayer um, meetings during the week. And so let's just um, let's pray, shall we? If either of you guys want to pray as well, you can. So Father, we offer prayers, Lord, for um, uh, the world in which we live, Lord, and um, and we pray, Lord, for uh, we thank you, Lord, that the vaccination program in our own country seems to be um, uh, working and it seems to be advancing, and we thank you for that, God. Uh, we thank you for every vaccine that's been given and that is now working, God. Uh, and Lord, we want to pray, Lord, for uh, vaccines around the world, Lord. There's much conversation this week, Lord, about trying to equalise the distribution of these vaccines, and and that it's not that uh, you know other countries are given our leftovers, but that Lord, we factor that in, Lord, to to create a sense of equality, Lord. We yeah. thank you for that, God. Yeah. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, that um, there are less people going in hospital with with covid problems lord and there's less um less people dying of covid lord god um, i just pray that that will get fewer and fewer very quickly lord god god I just pray that this disease will just get so much less lord mm. oh god and just pray for the healthcare workers as well lord god healthcare workers that are particularly those that are working um with the, the um critical care units Lord God where they're so poorly Lord God I just pray you give the doctors and nurses such wisdom such energy and um, restore them Lord God oh God pray you be with them, particularly that sector Lord Amen. Lord I just uh, just pray that you'd bless relationships of all kinds with us family members, with friends, with colleagues, with people perhaps who we serve in our community um, through the work that we do. And Lord, I just pray you just have, like imagine like when you've had some really spicy hot food and you use like yogurt or like sour cream to kind of cool it. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would act as like a, a real, like would cool relationships down, Lord, where things have perhaps become really heated and difficult. That you even just now, this morning, or this afternoon, today, Lord, that you would be able to just 
uh, working relationships and help us to uh, know the wisdom to know when to speak first into situations or to just keep quiet Lord. Amen. And Lord, we pray as well for um, uh, our government, Lord, as this week um, uh, we, we're anticipating a new set of guidelines, Lord, and we just pray that, Lord, that they would get that right, Lord, mm-hmm. and we pray that, Lord, you would um, give them wisdom and that you would give us, Lord, a sense of wisdom as we outwork those things as well, Lord. Uh, and Lord, we pray for our children, Lord, as they return to school this week, some of them, uh, whether it's at home or whether it is actually physically going in, Lord, however that works out, Lord, over the next week, Lord, for, Lord, we want to pray that, Lord, you would bless them and you bless um, teachers, Father God, um, any teachers that are in, in, on, online now, Lord, we just pray and for those in our own church here, Lord, that are listening, that were part of our, our prayer time now, Lord, we just pray for a special anointing upon them this week, God, and for energy and strength and capacity, God, uh, as they go back to, to, to teaching this week, Lord, as well, and for young people to be able to engage with that, Lord. And we also just want to think of our brothers and sisters around the world and for your protection and your peace for them, Lord. But for anybody at the moment that has a friend or a family member, Lord, that is going uh, through this virus, that, God, you would just be with them and you'd strengthen them and get them back to health, we pray, Lord. Anybody who is isolating, Lord, give them a sense of, of activity, Lord, of, of, of well-being, Lord, in their own heart and mind, Lord. And, you know, particularly those who are having to isolate, Lord, because of their own personal circumstances Lord will you be with them we pray Lord help us as a church Lord to reflect you as best we can and to be your heart and your hands Lord in this time we pray in Jesus name God in Jesus name Lord Jesus Okay, brilliant. Just um, coming towards the end of our time together now, just one notice actually this morning, um, just to mention that um, we've got uh, Alpha starting tomorrow, and um, you know, if you're somebody that uh, would be interested in exploring the Christian life, uh, finding out a little bit about, more about how you know who Jesus is and what it means to be a Christian in a in a very sort of easygoing uh, context where you can voice your own thoughts and nobody be worried that you know I'm happy to talk with you then um, please just get in touch won't you and um, you can email us at the office which is admin at rolcc.org.uk or through the um, messenger at uh, through through the uh, message um, message system on, on on Facebook here uh, you know just let us know and um, you know we'll we'll set you up and get you going for that if you really like to do that it's all going to be online on zoom and uh, I know loads of people have found that a really helpful uh, helpful thing as well and um and just as well just say I think it's don't always do happy birthdays but it's Joe's birthday today as well so um, we're not going to sing you happy birthday Joe everybody is really pleased to hear um, but happy birthday Joe hope you have a really great day and they spoil you rotten and um, and anybody else who's got a birthday coming up this week or his birthday is today just pray you have a really really great um, okay sorry John's just put on there sorry it's not tomorrow it's Tuesday Alpha Alpha starts on Tuesday um, and John actually is, is, is on there if, is, if you can directly if you want to directly message message John, that would be even better because John is the guy who is um, organising this and running it um, with a few others. So yeah, brilliant. Thank you, John. It's great. 
Brilliant. It's been great to be with you again this morning. Um, please feel free to join us for coffee afterwards. We have coffee on Zoom. Uh, it's a great time just to have a chat and meet a few people. We go into breakout rooms uh, as well as part of that and uh, just catch up. Please, please, please. Uh, I'll put the um, the uh, coffee slide up in a moment. It just gives you the, the Zoom logins. But um, uh, it's great to be with you. I don't know if you, either you just want to say hi and goodbye. Jack and Zoe. Uh, Jack and, sorry, Wendy. <laughs> um, yeah. Hello. Hi. Uh, great. I'm really putting them on the spot here, aren't I? Going to get it in. The, I'm going to get it in the neck when we finish. But great. Okay. I'll have to remember to switch the mic off eh, when I get it in the neck. Brilliant. Okay. So great to be with you, and the Lord bless you. Have an awesome week, and I just trust whatever you're doing, wherever you are, whether you're in the thick of it or whether you're having just be on your own home or whatever, that you'll just know the presence of Jesus yeah. in all that you do, and that you'll be able to take that presence of Jesus and share it with others wherever you're able. Lord bless you. Have a great week. Great to be with you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. So I'm just going to find the coffee slide. <laughs>